Hey friends, on today's episode, I'm going to show you how to tell if the food you're about to eat is a trick or a treat for your emotional eating. And depending on where your emotions land, this can be a costly decision. And especially if you let the shame go forward with you and haunt you in the future. So I hope you appreciate the uh, words for the Halloween <laughs> edition. Um, but before we go trick-or-treating, I want to remind you guys of the Facebook community we have open. There are about 60 of us in there now. And even though it's been quiet, that's uh, <clears throat> my bad. I'm hoping to liven it up very soon. So jump on over there. I'll be sharing some of the recipes for this upcoming week, including hot honey chicken, just in case you wanted to add some spice into your weekly rotation. So you can find the link for the Facebook community inside the show notes. And then inside the Facebook community is where I share some of the recipes and things that maybe you will find helpful. So let's jump in, get your costumes ready, get your notepad ready, whatever, and let's go trick-or-treating. Hey friend, welcome to Pass the Plate Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah, and for so long, I relied on food to be my comfort. I'm also a wife to my high school sweetheart, Jake, a Christian, and the leader of my online wellness community. A few years ago, I was drowning in emotional binge eating and so desperate for a solution that actually worked. And if you're anything like me, you know this feeling all too well. If you're ready to let go of the heavy shame you've been carrying and uncover the life that's waiting on you, then refill that water bottle, sis, because it is time to jump on in. So to determine if you are fixing to eat a trick or a treat, I think you have to do a check-in with two parts. Number one is you. So where are you at currently? And then number two is the food that you're fixing to eat. And with practice, this gets easier. I still have plenty of rough days, but when I am practicing what I preach, this absolutely helps. So physically, how are you? Okay, are you thirsty? When is the last time you ate? Okay, all these questions that I'm fixing to read off to you guys is going to help determine if what you're fixing to eat is trick or treat, but we have to check in with yourself first, right? So where are you if you're a woman in your monthly cycle? Okay, because I've been known that when I'm getting closer to my time that I'm going to crave more carbs, right? Have you been eating like junk the last few days? You and I both know that it's easier to keep eating junk if you've been eating it the last several days, right? Because what's what's one more? What's more one more bag of chips, you know? Or have you been depriving yourself over the last several days? Do you feel like you need to reward yourself with this food that you're fixing to eat? So these questions will help give clues as to why you're fixing to eat what you're eating. Um, Another factor is socially. Okay, so we just did like a physical check-in of your physical body, of maybe why you're craving what you're craving, or, um, you know, if you're fixing to eat a trick-or-treat. It can be the same food, guys. That's important to know. Like, it can be the same food that you're staring at, and in one instance of your life, it can be a trick. And then in one instance of your life, it can be a treat. And it really depends on where are you at currently. Okay, so socially, where are you? Are you at home alone? That's my personal tough time. Are you at a party? Are you at a work function? Are you and the girls on a trip that's once a year and you're fixing to eat this dessert that you're never going to get to taste again? Are you scarfing something down before your kid's basketball practice in your car because that was the only thing that you could grab? Are you in a gorgeous restaurant that your husband finally scored a reservation to? Okay, so these questions socially are going to help determine. So if you're sharing that amazing meal with your husband 
and you guys are fixing to split cheesecake, that is absolutely not a trick. Okay, like that's something that has been planned. That's something that is meant to be enjoyed with your husband. That is a memory you might create, right? I mean, you you could probably be like, oh, honey, remember 20 years ago when we ate that, you know, creme brulee cheesecake at that restaurant? I mean, that's something that is memorable. So I personally would not consider that a trick. There will be no shame associated with that cheesecake later on, right? But now if you're munching down on Halloween candy, and it's nothing special, but you're like, oh, I'm just going to have some Halloween candy, then yeah, that might be a trick if it's two weeks before Halloween and you're diving into the bag before the kids get home because you've had a stressful day at work, right? But like tonight, as I go out to hand out candy, if I have a piece or two, I'm not going to be ashamed of it because it's Halloween and I'm enjoying a piece of candy with the rest of the world, right? You know, it's not something that I'm going to feel shame afterwards. Um, Emotionally, where are you? Okay, if you're fixing to eat this big slice of pizza because your kids stressed you out or your work is driving you crazy or you had a fight with your husband, then that's probably a trick, right? Or are you neutral? Do you not feel any type of way about that food? Then cool. You might want to choose a healthier option, right? If you're not feeling any type of way and you're just like, it's just a slice of pizza, I don't care. Or it's just a slice of pizza because that's what somebody brought in for a luncheon, Either eat the slice of pizza or pair a salad with it. I mean, you could totally be neutral in your emotions, right? Are you happy and ready to celebrate, right? Are you celebrating your kid's birthday party? And, you know, it's not fun to be that one that's like, oh, I'm on a diet. Like, I can't have that piece of cake. What? No. Like, your kid is learning from you, right? What I want to show my kid is that you can have those treats every now and then. But that isn't like an every night kind of thing, right? I don't want them to ever feel so restricted that they can't enjoy what other people have provided. You know, it doesn't mean you have to eat the entire slice. I'm going to share about a three bite rule here in a few minutes. But it means that you can enjoy those social functions. You you don't want to offend people. You know, I don't, I don't think sometimes when I'm struggling with my decision, I have to think about, you know, what would Jesus have done back in that day? Would he have been like, oh, no, sorry. Like, I, that's not pure enough for me. I don't I don't eat that. No, uh, I don't think he would have done that. I don't think he would have insulted someone just for him to stay, like, on his plan. Right? And I don't think we're talking about the same thing as in, like, alcohol. Right? Like, if somebody's trying to stay sober from alcohol because it is a dangerous dangerous tailspin for them, then I could see them saying, nope, I'm good. I'm going to have a club soda or I'm going to have Sprite with lemon in it or something like that, right? But the food is a very tricky, um, what do you even call it? I don't even know if you call it an addiction. You can. I, I mean, I think food, I think certain types of food are very addictive. Um, but I, but you also have to have food to survive, right? You can avoid some foods, If you don't want the cake, that's fine. You don't have to eat the cake. But what I'm trying to get at is that I I wouldn't go as far as insulting someone or for for the sake of staying on a diet, right? Like if if it's the diet you're consumed with, like the, the diet culture and like staying skinny and like if that's where your brain is at, then 
I don't think that that's the best decision. But if you're like, no, I really don't want the cake because I care about my health right now and I care about um, living longer for my kid over having this sugary processed cake that's going to lead me to a road of failure. Yeah, then don't eat the cake. But I think with anything, it's all about your intentions, right? And I think that that's something that you have to decide for yourself. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense about the cake at the party. (laughs) It, you know, just basically saying like, you know when you're eating out of shame or you know when you're eating out of guilt or you know when you're not eating something out of shame or not eating something out of guilt, right? I just never want to be like, oh, I'm on a diet because I want to be skinny and that's why I'm not eating the cake. I would rather not eat the cake because I'm choosing something healthy for my body and I know that I'm going to be lethargic after I eat the cake or it's going to affect my body in some way, right? Not just for the sake of physical aspect. That's just my opinion. You know, this podcast is meant to be helpful, but you can take and leave what you want. But that's just, that's kind of my opinion. Okay, so are you going to feel shame? I just said this. Are you going to feel shame after you eat this meal? Are you going to feel shame after you eat this cake? If yes, then maybe you leave it if you're going to feel the shame, right? But if you're saying like, no, I'm going to enjoy, you know, two or three bites of this slice of cake because my son's sitting here watching me and I want to celebrate with him, right? Then eat the cake. Okay, um, you know, are you going to be enjoying this meal with friends and family? Is this something that you, you know, Thanksgiving, I feel like so many people, Thanksgiving such a good example and it's right around the corner. I think so many people skip out on dessert at Thanksgiving because they want to stay by the rule book or thin and fit, but it's like, but you're also sharing important memories with family. So I think it's a fine line. Because arguably, I could say, well, go play flag football outside or go go play tackle football outside. Enjoy those memories. It doesn't have to always revolve around food. But I think that food is something very important that God gave us to surround family with, to be social with. Um, so I think it's, again, up to you and something you have to decide your intentions in in the moment. Um, mentally, where are you? Are you consumed with the future? Like, do you have a to-do list that's literally about to fall off the page? It's so long. Are you anxious about something? Like something you have to address at work? Are you procrastinating something? Procrastination is one of my struggles. And that's where I will eat because I'm like, oh, I need to eat something real quick. But I really am procrastinating the tasks that I've got to do. Okay. Are you grieving? Are you going through a period of loss or grief and you're you know, wanting to rely on this food as something that you can control because somebody just vanished out of your life and you don't have control over that, right? Recently, I went through a miscarriage, like I've said on the podcast, and I know that my food choices have struggled because I felt that loss, right? And again, I'm never perfect. (laughs) I... I think that that's, and I don't know where I put this in my notes. I remember writing it. But one of my um, struggles with this podcast is showing up human, but also wanting to show up to help. And I think that that's sometimes really hard um, to show up vulnerable and knowing that I still struggle, but also really wanting to help people. I don't want to ever feel like a fraud. I don't want to feel like, 
Um, I'm a hypocrite. I think that's like one of my biggest fears is feeling like I'm a hypocrite and um, maybe I'm not perfect with what I preach. But I, I heard a very important distinction the other day. Hypocrisy is not the same as humanity. And that kind of gave me the courage to keep going with this podcast, to be honest, because I do worry, like, am I being a hypocrite or do I just struggle? Am I just human? Is this something that I have to recommit to often, right? So um, that wasn't supposed to technically go at that moment in the podcast, but <laughs> I had that. Um, I think it's maybe at the end, but it is just something that I struggle with with this podcast. So um, the fifth Question I want you to think about when you're checking in with yourself, though, to get it right back into my notes, <laughs> is spiritually where where are you? Have you spent time in your faith lately? Have you prayed or has your faith been on the back burner? Because I know mine has over the last couple of months. And I'm not ashamed um, to say that I struggle and to not let, quote unquote, busy overtake my time in my faith. And remember that you can absolutely pray for clarity when you're struggling to make this decision because God enjoys helping you. He enjoys having you spend time with him and allowing him to be your counselor, right? So that's all of part one is all about where are you at, right? And typically it takes just, a you know, 30 seconds to think about, okay, why am I eating this? Why am I craving this? Or no, I've planned for this dessert. I'm going to enjoy it with my husband, right? So it should not take you five to 10 minutes to decide this. It should be very quick. And like I said, you'll get better with more practice. Um, So now let's think about the food that you're fixing to consume, right? So number one, I wanted to check in with you, right? Like where are you at? And then what about this food? So is it fast food or easy to consume, right? So is it something that you can grab out of a bag and toss in your mouth? And it's more likely that you're going to consume more of it right? Is it high in processed sugars, fats? Are the ingredients made in a lab? And are they created to make you crave more of it, right? Doritos are the thing that I tend to crave the most. And I know it's because those chemicals that are used to create Doritos literally signal to your brain that you want more, okay? Or is is this food something that's been cooked at home, somebody poured their heart into, or maybe you made it with grandma's recipe. Did it take effort? Did you have to spend time creating this food? Because if you had to spend time creating this food, most likely you're not going to binge eat it, okay? Or is this like a one one chance kind of meal? Maybe you're on like the girl's vacation and won't be able to taste this famous dessert once you're back home, okay? So that would maybe be a treat. So what these questions do is to get you to take a pulse on potential tricks, right? And I'll give you guys my classic example uh, and what actually happened the other night. So I was alone and I kind of felt like a hermit and I was stressed for my week and my to-do list and I chose cereal. And I'm not talking like healthy cereal. I'm talking like Fruity Pebbles, okay? They were easy to consume. They were abundant in the cabinet, high in sugar and artificial ingredients, and you know, it could have led to shame later. So that was a trick. But I've had treats before, like my mother-in-law's loaded potato soup, and it's delicious, and it's hardly healthy, okay? But so good and a treat because I don't have that a lot at home. I have it when I go to her house. But what was followed, 
you know, what followed the potato soup was actually Edward's pie from the freezer section. (laughs) And that's where the trick kicked in. I had not planned for the pie. And it was very good, but I really didn't need it. And if I look back, I'm like, I 100% don't regret the potato soup, but I 100% could have not had that Edward's pie and been fine. So meals in themselves can kind of be multifaceted. That's why you have to do this pulse check and slow down your thought process when you're going to eat. Because what the world tells us is that we got to move fast, right? Like we're going, 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 right? Fast food, fast grabs, fast whatever. But as emotional eaters, we actually have to function a little differently and take a pulse, take a minute, take 30 seconds and decide if this is for you. Okay, so things that can help you with trick-or-treats, pre-decide or look at the menu ahead of time. I feel like that is a common um, tip, but if you use it, it actually works. So if you, again, have this reservation to this restaurant that your husband scored and there's no chance of y'all ever going back, look at the menu. Decide what you're going to have as a treat and don't feel shame after it. Okay, drink plenty of water. Um, At social functions, at restaurants, whatever, a lot of times our bodies don't know the difference uh, between hunger or thirst. And chances are, if you're spending time drinking your water, maybe you put some lemon in it, some nice crushed ice, you're going to be busy consuming that rather than food. Make sure you pray over your food. Again, I'm human. This one is hard for me to remember, but I'm having to practice it. Number four, you don't have to have a full-size dessert or serving to enjoy the food, okay? There's a saying about a three-bite rule. The first bite, you fully enjoy the flavors and you kind of say hello to the food. The second bite, you spend time with it, enjoy those flavors. And the third bite, you're saying goodbye. Because after three bites, your palate typically adjusts to the food and you're not enjoying enjoying it in the same way that you were in those first three bites, You're mainly just finishing the serving that was put on your plate at that point. So that's always a good rule. Do I always practice it? No, shoddy. No, I do not. But again, this is practice, right? And number five, this one's kind of hard for me. Um, Step away from the kitchen. So if you go outside or into another room, you won't be as attempted, sorry, as tempted (laughs) as tempted, as tempted to stand around and eat, right? And that can often lead to it being a trick if you're just standing around eating. It's like mindless eating, right? It's boredom eating. So if it's there, you'll grab it. And if it's not there, you won't. When me and my husband go over to my mother-in-law's house, um, typically we have cornhole out. And if there's cornhole, We don't eat as much as if we are all just standing in the kitchen socializing, waiting for the food to be done or helping or whatever. So I highly encourage you to step away from the kitchen. So, (laughs) Um, but I hope this was a fun episode and is also super impactful. Um, If you know anyone who has opened up to you about emotional eating or why they struggle to stop eating so much, uh, maybe they are constantly overeating and they've confided in you that they don't understand why they do it or that they need help or that they need a new diet maybe just mention this this podcast to them, okay? And when something's good, we want our friends to know about it, right? We don't want to see any of our, friend, of our friends struggle or our family members, right? So um, I hope this episode has blessed you. And if it has, I would appreciate a five-star review. This sends this message out further to more people and ranks up in the podcast world. That way more people can search and find it, right? More people need to hear and know 
that struggling with emotional eating doesn't have to be a thing with shame and it doesn't have to be something that stays quiet and that there are resources out there to help. I wish I would have known that information, you know, six or seven years ago. Um, So I hope you guys have a good week. Um, We are welcoming in November and I will see you guys with the hot honey chicken recipe inside the Facebook group. So hope you all have a great day. Bye. What up, girlfriend? Did you enjoy this episode? If so, I'd love for you to head to Apple Podcasts and write a review to tell me what spoke to you or blessed you in some way. I always want this to be a two-way conversation, and this is the best way I can gain clarity on what you're loving. Speaking of conversations, though, are you on social media? If so, connect with me at Hannah Dickey Bryson, send me a message, or share this episode to your stories. Please tag me, though, so I can keep this hangout session going all week long. And as always, if you need support on your emotional eating journey, I've got you. Hop on over to my free Facebook group and I will see you in there, sis. Have a good week.